0: Good Wednesday morning. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida.
3: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 7th, episode 2656, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with
0: all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show. that is so true. I just love hassling you every day.
3: (laughs) Thank you. I love it. It's so fun. Yay.
0: You've hung around for 10 years. You haven't quit yet.
3: That's true. That is true. I must must have some sort of, I I like punishment is, I guess, what
0: it is. Well, you work 10 years of mainstream radio. You really do like punishment. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You had to go to, you actually had to go in a studio with those guys.
3: I still have dreams about that. Like last night I dreamed that I was in a studio doing a morning show. It just, it it haunts you forever. You know, it's funny.
0: I saw, I saw a friend of mine posted pictures. He actually does work. uh, He does a show in a studio. God, they're different than when you were in. It's basically two computers and a mic now. No, it's no big boards, no equipment.
3: <laughs> it's what? It's not a spaceship anymore. Not a spaceship
0: oh. anymore. It's a a table, a couple of laptops, and a mic. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Maybe the control room's a little fancier, but the studio was was pretty bare.
3: Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, hey, um, no more no more putting CDs in there and hitting play.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> <not ya. laughs> no more radio and screwing up the uh, needle, you know. Yeah,
3: there you go. <laughs> well, hey, on today's show, we've got best-selling author and entrepreneur Hannah Russell. She's coming to us from England to talk about Little Alf. And our Black Greens Magazine guest of the month is Rainer Frank Marley. Plus, we've definitely got some weird news. And uh, Glenn's going to talk viral
0: videos. Here we go. And you have a training tip coming up too, don't you? Sure. Why not? Why not? got nothing else to do. My sound is being weird today. So, uh, my daily winnie is out to our auditors, and we have such a great group. It's survey week uh, in the auditor room. I have an. I have a podcast appearance coming up that I wanted to get some answers to, and I thought, well, I'll just do a survey for all of this week with the auditors asking a different question every day. Auditors and-
3: are people who pay to listen to our show. They are gener- generous enough to donate, and the auditor room is a place on Facebook for all of them to meet. Thank you.
0: And there's about 550 of them in there now, and it's been interesting the first couple of days. Questions have been about how many podcasts from Horse Radio Network do you listen to, how many podcasts outside of Horse Radio Network do you you listen to is there a podcast anonymous because some of these people are addicted (laughs) a lot of podcasts Uh, yeah so uh, thank you to them also uh, if you're interested or if you're going number one you've signed up it's there's almost 40 people now that have signed up for the horse lovers cruise we're still praying that they're actually going to happen um, but we're doing a Facebook live chat at the end of the month on the 29th at 7.30. I'll announce it again as we get closer. For those of you going or thinking about going, we're going to have a representative from MEI Travel, our travel agent, Michelle, who's been our travel agent for all the cruises. And Nate, who works with the Royal Caribbean, is coming on to answer any questions you would have. They're going to give us a ship tour, a little video and and uh, pictures and everything, and then answer all the questions that you might have about shorts excursions or drink packages or any of that stuff. So I'll announce that again as we get closer to the time. You we're going to do your Daily Winnie, and then I want to talk to you about a couple of videos that have gone viral.
3: My um, Daily Winnie goes out to one of our dear sweet auditors. I said on the show a while ago, you know, as what is one thing that you continue to buy, Glenn, that... You have them all over your house, but you you just every time you see one, you buy one.
0: Me, it's microphones.
3: <laughs> okay, the, your taste is a little more expensive than mine. Um, <clears throat> mine is chapstick. Oh. I cannot not have a chapstick in every drawer. And our dear sweet listener, uh, auditor Joanne Cutchell. Uh, oh, by the way. Ro- wrote me a lovely letter also sent me a package of chapstick and in the note it said every time i see chapstick i think of you (laughs) and so she sent me something said happy easter and they got a new pony so i can't wait to hear about that but thank you joanna
0: is so sweet oh my gosh kentucky performance chapstick seems to be popular where there have been whole threads in our auditor room about their chapstick it's crazy
3: remember people it is shedding season. If I do nothing else but impart this tiny bit of wisdom, do not put on chapstick before you groom your horse. I had a friend Brittany over yesterday, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I forgot again." You know, like, we're like. Both picking hair or Can on I add list. to
0: that anything flannel? Don't wear your flannel either. It just a oh, polar fleece. It. Polar yeah. fleece flannel, polar whatever fleece. It sticks to it. Yeah. Um, there are two videos going around that have gone viral now. I, I know you watched the one. I don't know if you watched the other one. There's a video of a pit bull and the draft horse in the carriage. Uh, did you see that one?
3: I have not seen this
0: You don't watch it. So it was a disturbing video. A carriage company was doing a carriage ride in a North Carolina park, not in, not in a city, but in a park. And the video started after the attack happened or started. Um, and it was this draft horse pulling this fancy carriage. And there were a whole bunch of people in the carriage, obviously some kids by the screaming. Um, and I don't, I don't know the story about the pit bull. I don't know whether the pit bull was on a leash. I couldn't discern that from the articles i read or anything it got off a leash if it was on the leash because it wasn't on a leash when it was attacking the horse uh but basically it started with the pit bull attacking the horse's face legs and kept coming back for more people are trying to get the pit bull away from the horse and this is a draft horse uh belgian you know, so it's a pretty good size. Six, 17 hands, maybe. Uh, and big feet, like draft horses have. And this dog just kept coming back for more. Uh, and I, I there's a couple things. One, I don't want to talk about the pit bull thing. There's a lot of people hate pit bulls. A lot of people love pit bulls. I, I don't blame the pit bull here, necessarily. Uh, but, you know, I think there are people who own pit bulls who probably shouldn't, just like I think there are people who own thoroughbreds and, and Mustangs that probably shouldn't. But, Different story. What I want to talk about, one is the driver. She she got the people out of the carriage and then went after the dog to try and get the dog off the horse. I got to give this carriage driver. She was calm, cool, and collected. I I give her total props. And then the horse. If this was Scooter he would have bolted to the next county. <laughs> we would have been gone. This horse stood and fought. I don't know if that was the right thing for the horse to do, but that's what he did. He stood and fought uh, and really did fight. I mean, put up a fight with this dog and ended up, I, as I understand it, he ended up, the last scene in the video is where he kicks the dog with his back feet because the dog was then gone up to his back feet. And he kicks the dog with the back feet. And from what I understand, the dog then died. Uh, but, it was an incredible thing this horse stood for. I mean, I, again, my horse would have been gone. And this is every carriage driver's nightmare, by the way. It is, and I've had, you know, plenty of dogs chase me on the bike around my neighborhood because they're always getting out of their fences. Um, and and uh, that reminded me I need to buy pepper spray for that reason. Uh, thank God I'm on an electric bike because usually I can just outrun them. But um, this is a nightmare that uh, I do worry about. <laughs> Uh, that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, other than carrying pepper spray or something along with you, I don't know how you get the dog to stop attacking when a dog's in attack mode. And this could be any breed of dog. You know, the worst dog I have is not a pit bull. We have a pit bull lives next door and it's the quietest, calmest thing I've ever seen. Although I'm always a little skeptical, but um, it's a mutt dog that chases everything down the road and just mm-hmm. sounds vicious <laughs> and gets to about my ankles on the bike.
3: There are um, two German Shepherds across the street from me, and our mailbox is right in front of their yard and oh my god these dogs run the fence line they they are going to murder you and apparently they're like retired police dogs i don't they're but, but they're like forgot all the training they're horrible and the owners don't care like they just bark all the time and they run the fence line snarling and it's like oh my god if they ever got out well They got out a couple weeks ago and they were in the yard and I didn't know. And I was, no, they were, they were like in the street kind of around in my like front easement area. And I was like, Oh my God. So I walked I I, I'm on my side of the fence and those things were like, (laughs) they were so scared of me once I, once they were behind their fence. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like I was like, Oh, you're all talk. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. You're a bunch of weenies.
0: Well, we have a pit bull that lives, our one neighbor I can see from my office here, from the studio, and then right beside them, along our property, is another neighbor that has three Dobermans. That insist on acting like they're going to eat your face off when they any time you walk past the fence line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and so, and I don't know whether they would or not. That's the thing; you don't know. And I, I, you know, the other thing with these Dobermans is their fence is only about four feet high. They could leap the thing if they really wanted to.
3: The problem with dogs like Dobermans and pit bulls is not that they're inherently vicious. Now, I was I was bit by Doberman as a child, so I I, I come from a place but I'm not, try- I'm not, not letting that affect my opinion. The problem with it is people cut their ears off and then you can't read them at all. Cause their ears just like are straight up and down. They look so intense. Uh, and that it always has scared me when dogs have their ears clipped cause you can't uh, tell what they're saying. And by the way, I was a vet tech in high school and I assisted. Unfortunately, and some of those ear clipping surgeries—it's barbaric. Please stop cutting off your dog's well, ears. Oh my these, god,
0: these it's all awful. have their ears, which make them look—you know make it. You're right; it makes them look le- less threatening. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it does. It makes them look like dogs, you know, supposed to vicious animals. You know, yeah, it yeah.
3: definitely takes the takes it down. On, I don't on know. Notch. Do you
0: carry anything? If do you, do you ever go riding where? You could well, anywhere you ride outside your farm you could come across a stray dog or a dog that got loose.
3: They've they've come into my yard not too long ago. I had a husky come into my yard and I was in the barn and I heard my dogs go crazy and I heard the chickens running. Like And so I ran out of the barn and around and there's a husky I mean, he had to be a year old, really skinny, you know, and I, I grabbed him and he was attacking my chickens and he didn't get any of them. He got one, but I was able to get it away and the chicken's fine. Um, but the, I was able to catch him and I mean, he wasn't happy with me, but I put him in the car and I, we have a Norman animal welfare, which is a no kill, you know, they adopt out and stuff and, and where you take stray dogs if you live in Norman. So I, I took him over there, but, and this, I, he was just hungry, you know, like, yeah. He just was hungry, so at least he got the care he needed, and hopefully he got neutered.
0: Well, I I did order the pepper spray meals. for uh, carrying when I take the carriage around the neighborhood, and also the uh, bike now. <laughs> so I ordered I, this. You morning.
3: know what? If I carried a weapon, uh, things would get shot and sprayed all the time. Because
0: well, scared. the nice thing about pepper spray is that you know. You're eventually going to recover.
3: Yeah, but Abby would come around <laughs> the corner and be like, ah!
0: Well, she'd it's recover like, eventually. She'd just cry a lot and for a <laughs> day or two.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'd spray my husband a hundred times. He came in, like, you know, from work, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> I, I don't need... Yeah, the other
0: absolutely. one I don't have much to say about this one Other is the kids video. Did you see that? I don't know what the situation was. There's no setup. But it's just a whole bunch of little kids. I mean, five, four or five year olds, it looks like six year olds on horses in an uh, arena. Oh. And all of a sudden, all the horses take off and all the kids are falling off. <laughs> it, you want to like... laugh at that till you hear the sound.
3: Yeah, you laughed at it until you heard the audio <laughs> yeah. of the children screaming, yeah. which rule number 1 at my barn is <clears throat> no screaming. It's just going to make things worse. But uh it was it was uh, it looked like one pony spooked him. When the adrenaline goes up on one, they all run. Maybe you know, they were so. doing
0: games or something. I don't know what the, what they were doing. But there were horses flying and kids flying and parents running. It was, yeah. it, it was something else. I mean, I've told the story. We did a carriage drive where we stopped in a park for lunch. And we were all sitting in our carriages. And, and a train comes right behind us, 10 feet behind us, squeals, screeches its brakes. And you had 40 carriages take off at a bolt. Uh, so I've seen people almost get killed by carriages bolting. So yeah, yeah, I've been in that situation before. It ain't any fun. All right. We're not talking about bolting in your training tip though. We are. What are we talking about?
3: You know, I have now, gosh, I got myself in a pickle.
0: Uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have five (laughs) horses in full training right now, which is a lot of horses. Well, better now
0: than in August.
3: Yeah. So I'm trying to take July 15th, August 15th and not have any and just ride my own in the morning, but you know, I'm do what I can. So, but I ended up with five because like, like two came from horse and hound, one got adopted. They wanted to keep it here. And then I had to go get another two from horse and hound. And then somebody else came in. And, you know, so I ended up like with five and Abby's out of town. So it's, it's me. Well, little did I know that about three of these horses are practically feral. So I have this little buckskin who came in from an owner and, uh, she booked with me for the spring, like back in October. So she brings this, it's a, like a 3, 14 hand buckskin. And then I get, and her name is whiskey. And then I've got truffles who is like a 15, two hand quarter horse that came from a rescue that is here for some training. They want to get it you know, started truffles and I like <clears throat> truffles. I know it's a great name. And, uh, the husband named it actually, he was like, what's really beautiful and hard to find truffles. <laughs> <That's> um, <good. laughs> so it, her name is truffles. And then I have one that just came from horse and hound and his name is Oki Brown and he was never actually raced. He was started, I guess, and then turned out. So he's, three years old and he's a monster. He's giant. He's like 16, does not have a third belt. He's like built like a tank. He's huge. He looks like a hunt horse. So he came and he, um, <clears throat> he doesn't lead and you can't catch him. So I have three horses that you can't catch. So I was like, that's it. I'm starting with whiskey. So I, to, to teach your horse, if you have a horse that doesn't want to be caught, there's, I don't think anything more frustrating than that because you walk out there and you're on a time crunch and you're just walking around for half an hour, just trying to like follow the horse and go, come here, baby. Like I got candy, I got cookies, you know, whatever. They're like, I'm having none of it. So Monty and I did this thing on, um, this Mustang called Diego and Diego couldn't be caught. So Monty taught me this and, and I did it now with whiskey and, oh my God. She's like standing at the gate when I get there, and you can haul to her and lead her on out, no problem. So I've got to do it with truffles and with Okie Brown, because both of them are struggling with the idea of being captured, captured, brought in to eat as well. So whiskey. For I all your catch. mean
0: training that you do. I know
3: it's so vicious and violent. Um, so I, I. Whiskey was in a paddock and I couldn't catch her. So I shook a bucket and I got her to follow me all the way to the arena. Well, off the arena, there's like a little gate and it comes into a stalls uh, to, a, I'm sorry, like a little paddock and then a stall. So I, the idea was that I would have the stall and then the little paddock and then the arena and then a pasture. Well, we've had to go opposite with her big pasture, bring her into the arena, lure into the smaller area, get her into the stall. So I get her into the stall and circling the stall several times. I finally get a, a rope around her neck and get a halter on her. Okay. So she's not like Mustang wild, but she's pony wild, you know? So I had Abby stand outside of the arena and I, 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 sorry, stand outside the round pin. And we had a little tub of just a tub on the ground with one of those little plastic or rubber tubs on the ground. And I put whiskey in the round pin with a halter on. And I went up to her cause it, I'm in a smaller area. I was able to catch her in the round pin and I brought her outside and there's this little rubber tub. Well, I didn't know, but somebody had put a handful of really delicious equine senior in there, you know? So there's a handful of grain in there. And I kind of looped the rope over and she found it. And she's like, Oh my God, you guys, there's food in here, but just a little bit. And at the, it's like a little bit of acting. You kind of have to like go along with it. And so she eats that and I, I have a brush and I'm brushing her and I'm like, Oh, I forgot something. So then you put her back out in the round bin. And while you're putting her your back in the round bin, Somebody puts another tiny, like, like literally like seven pieces of grain in this rubber tub. Then you, Oh, you know what? I do need you. You walk back out and you grab them and then you bring them out. And they're like, Oh my God, you guys, there's food in here. And so they look down and you're brushing them. You're not feeding them. It just happens to be there. And then I took her to the ramp and I took the halter off. Cause I'm like, Oh, I forgot something. And then I'm like, Oh, let me go get her again. And so you go out and you get her again. And you bring her back out. And meanwhile, somebody has put like a tiny handful of grain back in there. And I put her up and I brushed her a little bit. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I meant to turn you out in the arena. And I turned her out in the arena. I took the halter off. And she walked around for a second. And I'm like, you know what? I do need her. So I went back out and got her again. Meanwhile, somebody sneakily put a handful of grain in this little rubber tub that's right under where I was like, quote, tying her up. I was just feeding the line through the round pins so she wasn't tied. Um and I went back out and got her and she's like, yeah, I can be caught. <laughs> and so I put the halter on her. I brought her out. I looped the rope over. She, oh my God, there's a handful of grain in there. So she eats that. I'm brushing her. And I'm like, oh, I meant to turn you back out. And I turned her back out. And all of this is very close. Like my round pin is right next to my arena, which is right next to my barn. So I'm not walking like a hundred miles. And I put her out and I walked away and I'm like, oh, I did need you. So I went back out, put the halter on her. Brought it back out, and I did that like five more times. Take the halter off, you guys. The, the training portion of horses is not to get them up and to ride them, they need training in other areas as well. And sometimes that's just going to be your day. You know what? My day today is teaching you how to be caught. And so I put it back out, brought it back in, put it back out, brought it back in. Every time I put it back out, there was another handful magically appeared in the bottom of this tub, and probably 15. Turn out, bring in, turn out, bring in. All in about 30, 40 minutes. Now that heifer is standing at the gate pawing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to come in. And there's no tub. There's no nothing. It's just it's just patience and repetition. And now you can walk up to him, put a halter on because there's good associated with it. As opposed to, I'm going to come in and something bad is going to happen to me and all that. So, um, we're going to work on that now. So Oki Brown was in his paddock and he's the, the monster horse. And I couldn't get him from the paddock to the barn. Like I could, and it's like. Thirty steps, but he just doesn't know how to lead. He doesn't know how to give to pressure. So you pull forward on the lead rope, and he just stands there because he doesn't understand. So I ended up having to back him into the barn just to even get him in there. So today will be the teaching him how to be caught, and I'll go through this exact same thing. And it just takes it takes two people because it's nice to have one person to dump the food back in there. And again, it's just a tiny amount, just enough for the horse to go. Hey, wait a second. Uh, and, And I think in horse brain, it's like. They don't know, but there's food in there, and because I don't address it at all. It's just there, and it, ju- it it's amazing. It's amazing that Bonnie Roberts, man, he knows what is what his stuff is. He knows what he's talking about. And if you look online, there's a, a university lesson on the uni about a polo horse that they couldn't catch. And now the polo horse stands right
0: there. One. Let's clarify too, you're not feeding him out of your hand when you bring him in.
3: No, it's just a little tiny bit in the bottom of the tub and they the horse doesn't see that. You know, they can just walk on and Abby would sneak up and put a little bit in the in the bucket. It's just magic. And it's and the the horse—it's magic. Oh my god! (laughs) Did you guys know that when you get caught and you come up, they don't know, but there's food there. (laughs) Don't tell them. It's a very cute kind of clever way to kind of make it like a little uh, fun story for yourself, you know, basically, but it really, really does work. So those of you, you know, you got to have to catch them at first. And if you have to leave a little catch rope there, you know, put them in a small enough area, don't get kicked. But, uh, this was a horse that I, I knew I could catch if she was in a small enough area. And all of these horses I think are in a small enough area. So yeah. And again, I, the only way I could get her that was shaking a bucket and getting her to feed me and my very helpful border collie being behind going, I you can't pass me. Uh, <laughs> so that is another way. So you got to figure out a way to get them, you know, kind of following to a smaller
0: area. So um, you need a bucket, a smaller area and a border collie and you can get all this. Stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all of that. And then you're good to go. So there you go. That's my, that's my training tip of the day on teaching a horse. It's not teaching them how to be caught. It's teaching them how to want to be caught. Does that make sense?
0: Yep. Makes perfect yep. sense. Well, thank you for that. appreciate it. You know what else you're going to need? Not only going to need a Border Collie and a bucket. You can actually get the bucket, actually, at StatelineTech.com. Can't get the Border Collie there. I just looked. There's none there. Uh, <laughs> but they, they had the pop-up window again when I went today. off your order or 30% off orders over $129. So the promo code is still working on their website for the discounts. They have a lot of fly products on sale right now. And uh, they have anything from fly masks to fly sheets, to fly repellent. And you, I don't know, have your fly started yet?
3: Oh, my God. I'm seeing something that I've never seen before. There's one fly that is in my house. And it is the size of a quarter. I don't oh, even know how it's wings. It's not a horse fly. It's just oh. a regular house fly. But it's like it sat around all winter and
0: fed. And grew.
3: <laughs> and it's like, I have come back to take over the world. And I can't get it, man. That sucker is Quick.
0: Quick. <laughs> I know, Jennifer, I'm looking at the fly mask section here, and I think Jennifer has bought every kind of fly mask there is testing him on Nigel because he just is an expert at taking him off. Mm-hmm. He's just so good at it. And they have every kind of fly mask there. there. are like 80 different kind of fly masks now.
3: I'll tell you what, I got the, the hottest tip from a little Mexican guy that worked at the barn in Arizona. And because my horse demure at the time would take off the mask all the time. And, and I was always having to go out there and get it, or he'd walk out there and go find it and bring him in, you know? And he said, you know, you know what you need on your fly mask? And I said, what? He goes, nails. So there you go. I don't hunt.
0: see any with nails included. I think you have to provide them yourself.
3: <laughs> nails.
0: <laughs> now the tough one: novelty fly mask with the eye, eye with the pretty eye b- eyeballs on it and the eyelashes is disturbing. I'm sorry. I don't people. do that to yeah, my horses. Yeah, no, that's just embarrassing for the horse. Don't do that. But there's a lot of other choices here, and and they range anywhere from fifteen dollars up to thirty dollars. I mean, you can find fly boots, fly sheets. every kind of fly thing imaginable. You can find it right now at StatelineTac.com. And you're already getting a discount when you buy it. And then if you apply the other discount, you're getting it for a really good price. StatelineTac.com.
3: I would like to welcome our first guest, Hannah Russell. She is a best-selling author and entrepreneur. She writes a best-selling book series about her mini uh, named Little Alf. Would he be considered a mini Shetland yeah so
1: um he's a miniature shetland but he actually is smaller than a miniature shetland size so he's 28 inches due to him having dwarfism so he's I've actually got a german shepherd dog and he's very similar size to, to
3: her um so yeah he's super tiny so he's he's pint size he is pint size oh my god he's adorable now you are coming to us from the yorkshire dales of england and uh, I got to ask what what's the weather like in england right now how is it well we've had absolutely
1: like amazing weather last week we had 19 degrees and we had all the horses rugs off and we were walking around in t-shirts and we even had like the dogs swimming in the rivers um but then today and yesterday we've had snow so it's gone from <laughs> oh one extreme to the other and it's zero degrees now it was minus four last night we had sleep we've got snow on the hills so yeah now it's absolutely freezing so the horses don't know what's going on the losing the winter coats then we're putting the rugs back on them and you just don't know what to do with them but like now we're all back in beanies gloves and like long socks i
3: feel like little alf probably doesn't need a rug no he doesn't so
1: to be honest he doesn't really wear a rug sometimes he puts he's got a little fleece which has got sheep on Um, in the have lots of sheep and agricultural sort of farming animals but he has a little purple rug which sometimes we put on him when we take him out for walks down the village but no he's very woolly so uh, he doesn't need a rug which is
3: quite good really. I want to take my pony for walks in the village. That sounds
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah, we do it quite a lot, especially during like um the pandemic, because everybody was in lockdown and couldn't come out of the houses. So we, we do like mini per, sort of walks and parades with little Alf around the street. Um and last e- easter we actually delivered loads of Easter eggs to people's doorsteps, which they seemed to enjoy. Oh, that is super sweet.
3: Now, how did you acquire little elf? Well, it was sort of an accident
1: um, as these things go. I actually snuck him in past my mum and dad on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that was sort of like an interesting tale. But um, he came to live with me in 2012, mainly because he has dwarfism. So he'd been rejected by his herd. He was living with other miniature Shetlands and his his actual mum at the time. He was only a foal. And uh, he was being rejected by his herd because I think they knew there was something which wasn't quite right with him and um but yeah so yeah so for horses um we're sort of you know futures are a bit unpredictable maybe with um dwarfism and things so his owner didn't Uh, want to keep him so she asked me if I wanted him and without asking mum and dad I was 16 at the time I said yeah I want him and uh without even seeing him and then when I did see him I absolutely fell in love with him so I snuck him in past my parents on Christmas Eve and put him into a stable felt very guilty and did the big reveal the next day and luckily they were fine with it like somehow they just they didn't mind too much and they just thought oh well welcome to the family then that
0: could have went so wrong on Christmas (laughs) Eve
1: I just didn't know like I felt so guilty on Christmas Eve that's all I could think about but I think at the time I think sort of everything happens for a reason and at the time when Little Alf did come to live with me I had just um, found out I had fractured vertebrae in my back um, and couldn't ride for well there were I was advised not to sort of ride again and sort of at a point in my life it was quite a low point and then I happened to get Little Alf so I think it was just it looking back now I think everything does happen for a reason and sort of as I got him he gave me completely a new focus so um, I think my dad thought at the time it was um, it was quite good because I thought I'd be focused on um, something else and obviously I was little elf.
3: Um, I gotta tell you Hannah, uh, in all my years, this is the most genius way to <laughs> acquire a new animal. Merry Christmas! Look what I got, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> you, got you, you just I have like.
0: to break your back first. That problem, that's a little bit of a problem.
3: Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> over, crossing over that. You, you need the make, pity make factor there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, how, yeah. how did bo- writing books about him, the and the art is amazing, but how did this start?
1: So yeah, so little Alf, he as I got him, which was Christmas Eve, actually on Christmas Day. So after I sort of revealed little Alf was, you know, presents for mom and dad, which he wasn't, he was mine. But as a sort of <laughs> that very sneaky thing, um, but I actually got a new camera for Christmas, and you know, on the day of getting the new camera, I knew I had the perfect model. Um, so I started taking lots of pictures of little Alf and putting them online, and people just thought he was adorable. And then I started a blog on sort of social media, and people absolutely loved him. And then within sort of six months, people were asking like where, like where he was from, and like his daily activities, and what he was getting up to, and they were loving seeing his images. So. Each day I was sort of writing a little bit about his diary and what he was getting up to just from like going around the yards and spending time with me. And everyone wanted to know the next the next sort of chapter, like what was going on. So it led to me writing like a first children's book about him. But at the time, I never wanted to be an author. Like, believe it or not, I actually failed English at school like I'm horrendous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fell in like never wanted to be an author never like dreamed of it um and then I decided to write a book but the book was actually for uh, where I live I've got like a local stable yard and the local stable yard has the riding for disabled children and um, each week they come and ride the ponies there so initially I wrote the book for them and got it like published in 2014 which was just self-published at the time um but yeah once my, my blog followers knew about this book they wanted to buy it and then we were featured in um, a big newspaper sort of the year afterwards and then uh, we were picked up by a literacy agency who wanted to write further books about him so it's was sort of one thing spiral to another um and then now he's got you know eight books published with another one on the way and plans for another 10 so it could be you know the next sort of 10 years is just going to be loads of little elves getting published um all over the world
3: they're adorable and the drawings are so cute and the pictures of little elf are great uh i gotta ask how did he get his name Alf?
1: Um, so actually, my great granddad was called Alf, and he was quite well-known in the Oxford Dales. He was like a preacher and was like a storyteller. Um, and when I got little Alf, I just thought, like, because my great granddad was quite small, I thought, like, it would be quite a nice name for him. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's how he got little Alf. And I think he just suits it so well, because he is tiny. And um, he gets Alf when he's, like, behaving, and when he's naughty, I have to call him Alfie. And then he he's doing <laughs> intimate wrong. It's like Alfie when he's like trying to wind up the other horses or do something he shouldn't be.
3: Because <laughs> there was a terrible TV show here in the 80s called Alf and it stood for alien life form. And so I kind of was like, that's perfect. <laughs> I never knew that. yeah, <laughs> that's what it stood that does, for. <laughs> yeah, just, it does actually suit
1: Alfie very well. It's funny because we have quite a lot of uh, USA sort of followers and fans. And they always tell me about the character that you had over there um, all them years ago. So over sort of the past few years, I keep getting pictures of the alien elf <laughs> and people keep asking me, is that why I called him Alf?" And I'm like, well, no, because it wasn't it, to me. It wasn't that well known, but I've become very familiar with this alien elf. Yes, you <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: And you're too young to know. remote. To yeah. even, <laughs> you weren't even born. born.
0: I know. Um. We've found over the years talking to people who own minis that a lot of them are mischievous. Is he uh is he a mischievous one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the best sort of phrase is he's small, but he's mighty. So we once met a one member of the royal family and it's quite a famous story over here now. And it features in his autobiographies and also it's featured in all the local press here. But he met a member of the royal family, um, Her Royal Highness Princess Anne. And when he met her, we got an award from us but he ended up biting all the buttons off a coat which was so <laughs> naughty it just caused so much trouble so we went from meeting royalty to being royally told off um on the same day and he was just naughty from the get-go and the TV crew was there, it's like he knew and when she came over to pass us our award for Raising Awareness for Charity, Alfie just grabbed the award out of her hands and he wouldn't let it go out of his mouth <laughs> and
0: it was it's all Mine, it's my now. award
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I was just mortified, but there's been many occasions where little Alfie has caused a lot of trouble, he's even um, each year, sort of every springtime, this time of year we get lots of daffodils growing around the Yorkshire Dales and the council here do a lot of go to a lot of trouble to make the flower beds look really nice and it was a couple it was the last couple of years ago it was last year it was the year before and he actually ended up biting quite a lot of the flower heads off in the village <laughs> one day and he ended up getting fined for it so he had to pay like 50 pound um because <laughs> he ended up doing that so yeah he's caused a lot of trouble over the years and um he keeps us on our toes that's for sure <laughs>
3: So, oh my gosh. Well Glenn,
1: do you have some going to ask? So we
0: attacked First and Sand, so I'm assuming the Queen has never wanted to meet him at this point.
1: No, yeah. so she, no. So she, she's probably being put off now, but no, so she's never <laughs> met him as yet. Um he's just met he's met Camilla, Andy's also met um, Princess Anne, um, but he's not met the Queen. I think he'd get told off. To be honest, he'd probably do something. You'd have to
0: put a muzzle on him.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think the Queen could handle
1: him. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she could. He's probably got on really. He probably butter won't melt when he when he met her. He'd probably be really good. Speaking Uh, of royalty,
0: and in British news, we we forgot to mention this. Didn't Zara have her third baby? Yeah, we talked about
3: it. You were you Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it, got it. I just saw it.
0: I was like, she had her third baby or something, didn't she?
3: Now, what is the website where people can go and find out more about you and Little Alf and the books?
1: Uh, so if you go to a search engine and you put Little Alf in, um, maybe Little Alf UK, because obviously if you've got your own, obviously, U.S. alien form, Little Alf, you might find <laughs> that instead. But if you just put in www.littlealf.com, you'll be able to find all about him. Or if you put in Hannah Russell Arthur, you'll be able to find it as well.
3: All right, fantastic. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us and give Alf a kiss on the nose, but don't get bitten.
1: I will do. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> there you go. And I'm gonna we'll put a picture of little Alf in the show notes. He's so stinking cute.
3: Oh, uh, and she is just delightful. Yes. Awesome.
0: She was delightful. Uh, you know what's interesting is she snuck that her her parents were feeling sorry for her, so they said, Ah, keep the keep the keep the mini when she was 16 and hurt her back and now it they are so thankful she did it's her livelihood <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really, really led to her livelihood. It's Lemons
3: into lemonade, baby.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how some things work out sometimes. Hey, I wanted to mention uh, before we get to weird news, <clears throat> I wanted to mention that Frankie Lovato was on our show last week and he wrote to me yesterday and said he got a lot of nice comments from listeners directly. So, so uh, and he was so thrilled to be on again and, and we'll get him back. Uh, so, and thank you for all of you reaching out to him. There were a lot of comments on the auditor page as well. Uh, it was good to talk to Frankie and have him back. And we have now incorporated Frankie. I After we had him on, I said, well, he lives in Ohio, and we're going there on the road show. So I looked. He's 10 miles from the road we're going to be passing by, so we're going to spend an evening at Frankie's. Um, oh so we're going to get to see him. We'll get to see the shop. I've never seen his shop. Uh, so we'll get to see the shop. We'll do some video there, everybody. Uh, probably do a Facebook Live from there, and we'll do the show from there. I think we're going to end up doing a show from there. So, uh, So yeah, we're going to get to see Frankie. I'm so excited about it.
3: So. And for those people who were expecting Glenn to do a show live from Flyover Farm. Yeah, yeah, that ain't happening.
0: Canceled. We kind of figured it out, and we're going to be rerouting our test week uh, to a little closer to home. When I figured it out, it was 2,400 miles to your house and back. That's a I'm lot totally of miles in a week. <laughs> <It's> totally <laughs> worth it. I didn't realize it was that far. I really didn't. You'd-
3: you would drive here, you'd get out, and you'd be like, wow, wow that's this is it? Great beautiful. place. See you later. <laughs> Hi, Zeus.
0: We're out of here. <laughs> See you later. You've never even met Zeus, have
3: you? Oh my god.
0: I don't think you had Zeus when we saw you in Arizona the last time.
3: I yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't think so.
3: But you rode Duke. I and rode still Duke. here. You can ride. Him that's again. the last time
0: I rode too, by the way. <laughs> See, that's the reason real reason we're not coming to your place is I knew you'd make me ride again. So uh uh-huh. not gonna yeah. do that. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
3: Well, I would like to thank the auditors and and listeners that have submitted weird news stories to me, including Jenna, Laureen, Nicole, and Laura, uh, all of you. And I I feel like I'm missing one, but you guys got to send it to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com because I can't keep up with all the different Facebook places and all the things. But I, I remember, I will not reveal... Which one each person sent, because I really don't think people need to know where you're getting your news, because sometimes it's a little sketch. Um, but this one, it came from USA Today, actually. And um, so it's legit. There was a school USA bus. USA
0: Today still around. <laughs>
3: it's, just, it's something I, I never um, think I ha- about. I have the app. I, I read USA Today every day. Do so. you? <laughs> well, the only yes.
0: reason I think of USA Today, I would think of it, was hotel rooms. Always had USA Today, but I haven't been in a hotel room in a long time. so.
3: Yeah, so well, if you're missing out. All right, so uh, it, it, we're going to go to Virginia, and this kid was, you know, on the school bus. Uh, all the all the kids load up on the school bus, and this one guy is just really tired, and so he actually lays down on the bench and falls asleep, and then he wakes up, <laughs> a very rude awakening, he says, because at some point a deer. Jumped in through the front windshield, I guess was hit or something, but, but like flew in through the windshield of the bus and ended up on top of this high school student who was sleeping on the bench <laughs> and woke up. But he said the student was surprised to find uh, surprised to find a shocked deer had busted through the front windshield of the bus he was riding in and it's captured on video. It of is. Course. Did you Just- see it? No, I did not.
0: It did. This deer came right through, ended up in his lap. He was sound asleep. This kid and barely woke up even after the deer uh, trampled him, and then decided to head back out.
3: Yeah, so he got trampled sleeping, rude awakening, and the bus driver was able to bring the bus to a stop and open the door, and the bus is like this. Deer like this. My stop.
0: Yep, and he jumped right out.
3: (laughs) Jumped right out. It was bizarre.
0: It was bizarre. (laughs) That's why we call it weird news.
3: Okay, this one I found is pretty funny. This is in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and uh, th- there's actually a photograph of it. And it's a, a guy parked his car, which, <clears throat> to be fair, has seen better days. It's a pretty old car, and he left the windows down when he went into the Albertsons. That is also pictured, uh, and he's an off-duty firefighter. And no, 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 he's not the off-duty firefighter. This that's who saved him. Um, so a New Mexico man had just finished grocery shopping. When he walked back out to his car where he'd left the window, Lord knows how long he was in the store. But at that point, you know, honey, honeybees swarms, they move around, right? So they go from place to place until they find like where I guess where they're happy. Anyway, he left his back window down and 15,000 honeybees took over his back seat. While he was in the Albertsons shopping, Holy he had left the window down in his <laughs> Buick. He said he was in there ten minutes, and they swarmed. And there's a photograph of like, I mean, you see that Chad? Like, the back window's down, and there's just like a mass of bees everywhere. And you know, usually if, if bees swarm in your trees or something, they're they're gone in a couple of days. Well, obviously he didn't have a couple of days. Guess what he did? He called nine one one.
0: I wouldn't know what to do
3: (laughs) it calls 911 I can't get in my car there's a swarm of bees so a member of the fire department and a fire of two had said he had just finished a family barbecue when he got the call I love the details when he got the call from the fire department that he needed to go over and remove the bees so he's a beekeeper in his spare time well that's convenient so he basically went to the Albertsons with his bee gear, headed over there and sucked them all up into that thing. And Mr. Johnson uh, saved the day. And then uh, the driver went about his way. But it, it took a couple hours.
0: Have so, you ever been swarmed yeah. by bees?
3: We had them come in our house in Arizona in a tree. All of a sudden, I was riding under the tree. And I heard, and it was crazy. I looked up. I'm like, oh, my God, Rod! We
0: were playing golf. This is years ago. We were playing golf, and we were out in the one fairway, and it was very wooded, so it was real tight. And I looked up down in the distance. I saw this black cloud, and I said "I said to the guy I was playing golf with, this is my coworker. I said, look at that. Look at that black cloud. Where do you think that came from? And then it started it, – bees, when they swarm, they have this fluid kind of movement. And I said, oh, that doesn't look good. That's not birds. <laughs> and yeah, that, it kept yeah. coming towards us and towards us, and it's like, all right, we're out of here in the cart. We drove as fast as we could. It was a huge swarm of bees.
3: I uh, love the end of the story always has the best quotes, and when <laughs> the bee swarmer guy goes, I guess he brought some people with him from the fire department. He goes, one guy got stung on the lip. And we made fun of him the next morning. <laughs> like, why would you put in the article? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, all the bees, no bees were harmed, just some humans.
0: <laughs> it is scary, though.
3: Another one is a, is a story that you kind of need a picture for. But, but the, 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 the gist of it is that a, a Wendy's customer went to social media to complain about how the restaurant uh, handled her order. Apparently, she placed an order uh, for a chicken sandwich. She had sent it back three times. She's like, I want extra mayonnaise on the chicken sandwich. And so finally, they're like, You want extra mayonnaise? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can imagine the what entire she bottle when she unwrapped <laughs> the chicken sandwich. And there was a chicken patty and like one of those tubs of mayonnaise <laughs> all wrapped up in the thing. So again, you need photos, but I thought it was a funny story and I need to give. Give credit where credit's due. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Okay. I know I have one more here. Hold on. I got to find it because this one was fantastic. Here it is. All right. Last one. Missing woman. Mystery has been solved. Glenn. Thank God. There's a group and they were traveling on a tour bus through Iceland. I mean, scenic, but you know, the, People know everybody on the bus, but they, you know, they they do a head count, and and everybody's looking around, and all of a sudden there was there was a word of a missing passenger, the missing passenger, somebody's missing, and they're around a volcano and a canyon in Iceland, and everybody is panicking, and they searched and searched for this missing woman who. Ha, they're like she's gone where are they? they had search parties going down in the canyon and everything at 3 a.m call it off people we found her
0: she was asleep in the bus you
3: no know, she was there she had changed clothes <laughs> nobody knew Apparently, the woman who had changed clothes didn't recognize the description of herself. Self, I was going to say, didn't they know she the was like being looked
0: for? <laughs>
3: I was like, she joined in the oh, search. Oh, she thought it was for someone was else. <laughs> for herself. They said that the newspaper article says the search was called off at about 3 a.m. when it became clear the missing woman was, in fact, accounting for and searching for herself. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys for sending all of these in. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to, I'll save the alligator story for next week because it's, yeah,
0: I don't know. We'll, we'll try. You don't want to end on Florida this time?
3: <laughs> yeah, fun. I don't even know if it's Florida. I haven't really looked through it. It's one of those that was sent to my Facebook. So if you okay. want to give me a minute, I'll find Where the do people
0: send you stories if they want to send you a story? Okay,
3: if you see some weird news, send it to jamie at horseradionetwork.com and put in the subject line, weird news. Because that helps me catch it real quick. So, I mean, I get a million emails a day from Glenn, so I just ignore most of my emails. But if they say weird news, boom, I got it. I'm on it.
0: Well, you know, Equiderma is one of the companies that we recommend. And, and, Ooh, they're uh, good for beasting. <laughs> Good for beast things, apparently, <laughs> but they have all different kinds of stuff. And we are—we talk, talked about flies, right? We're, they have great horse fly spray. Uh, you can go over there right now. It's uh, eco safe formula. They—it's uh, 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 neem and aloe, and and 100% are the 100% active ingredients. They don't have all the crap in it that other fly sprays have, uh, and it really does work. It especially works on on. Uh, f- critters that we get here in Florida that. I don't know what they are. I saw a thing the other day, a bug the other day. It was about two inches long. I had no idea what it was. I've never seen one before. Uh, It has neem and citronella and eucalyptus and it's all natural. You definitely want to check it out. It's Equiderma.com. We've had so many guests on the show now that recommend their fly spray and and all their other products. Uh, But it is that fly time of year. So if you want something that's all natural, you don't have to worry about, then go to Equiderma.com and order some fly spray today. You can buy I recommend you buy a gallon and a quart. That way you have enough for the season, uh, and just uh, depending on how many horses you have, of course. But uh, it really does work. It's one of the few things that works in a really tough area like we live in. And I know some of you up north that live in Mosquito Central, it apparently works for those big northern mosquitoes, too. Equiderma.com. So our Black rains guest of the month uh, is Frank Marley. Unfortunately, Frank's in a bad cell park we can't get him uh to we can't get his connection to stay connected so we're going to reschedule frank for another day and we'll get him back on but part of the uh,
3: podcast magic of doing a live show
0: yes is sometimes (laughs) sometimes technology does not cooperate you know it's so funny we talked to england for 20 minutes the connection was perfect no yeah, problem at all.
3: And you're in Florida calling yeah. Florida. We're trying and call Florida,
0: to my neighbor, and no, uh, can't talk to him. Um. But Frank, we'll get you back. Don't worry. And Black Reigns Magazine, thank you so much for setting this up. We'll just schedule another time in the next couple of weeks, and we'll we'll get him maybe when he's sitting at a computer, and we can get a better connection. Because I want to hear about his horse, Some some Kind of Shine, His horse's name is Frankie, and he is an all-time leading Appaloosa performer. And we don't talk about Appaloosas too often, so I wanted to hear about it. But we'll get him back. So I think that's it. We're just going to call it a, a show today. Hang on, auditors. We'll chat about something in the post-show. We always do. Uh, and if people want to reach you, well, I would say reach you if they want to hire you for training, but that's going to be next year. If your horse needs <laughs> training next year, get a hold of Jamie. She's kind of busy.
3: Yeah, you can follow all the videos. It's pretty entertaining at uh, Flyover Over Farm. Uh, is Fly Over Farm, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor on Facebook. And um, also... Remember, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna be on a, on the road, Glenn.
2: Where, where are you I'm going? I'm gonna
3: be in North Dakota in June doing a clinic on June fourth, fifth, and sixth for the Dakota North Dakota Expo in Minot, North Dakota.
0: And this is your first trip to North Dakota, isn't it?
3: Uh, no. So I actually called my my dad, saw my Facebook post about it, and he calls me and he's like, "Hey." You're going to North Dakota. And I said, yeah, Dad, I'm, I'm, I've never been, so I'm excited. He goes, yeah, that's a lie. You've been there.
0: Oh, really? I We're said, even
3: what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, you remember when we took that trip across country in the motorhome?" And I'm like, yes, I will never forget that. He's like, well, when we got in South Dakota, we headed north a little bit, and, and we went over the state line, and we took a picture, and we turned back around and went home. <laughs> So apparently I've been across state lines in North Dakota at some point.
0: So you're actually I'm staying for that. a few minutes this time? You're going to stay for a few I'm minutes? I'm going to be
3: there almost a week. I'm getting in on Wednesday the 2nd. I'm going to check over all the the horses. So they're bringing in some rescue horses from a local rescue off-the-track thoroughbreds. Oh. And that's one of the demos I'm going to do is restarting the off-the-track thoroughbred and kind of how I go about it and how I diagnose problems and figure out what the horse is telling us and do that. And then I'm giving some join-up lessons and some long-landing clinics and uh, also This is um, going to be your first English time. In. Really
0: being at a, at an event like this, being an official clinician, huh?
3: I know. I'm like on the poster, Glenn. It's crazy. You are really. There's like real horse. You're right up there, there with
0: all the other big names. <laughs> I mean, it's you it's and Pat Perelli on the poster.
3: Yeah, Pat's not gonna make it to my knot, but <laughs> it'll, there, I think there's a Pat uh, Perelli Pat instructor. There's a Monica instructor, me, and then there's a Clinton Anderson person. And so I actually said, okay. Is anybody doing a trailer loading demo? And she's like, I don't think so. I, and I think the problem is they're having a hard time finding horses to get there to do the trailer demo. <laughs> so I'm like, it happens all the time. But I said, we've got all of these four different instructors from four different backgrounds. Let's have a contest.
0: Oh, that who funny. can
3: get the horse loaded the fastest and like have it four trailers and four people like doing the things and um, sort of like yeah. road
0: to the horse for trailer loading.
3: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No takers. <laughs> no takers.
0: Here, you tried no. to that. Your mistake was you tried to add some fun into an expo. <laughs>
3: No, <laughs> I what's was like, wrong this with would be you? so great. People love trailer loading. This would be awesome. I think it's and, an awesome uh,
0: idea. I think I, it's a great idea.
3: I even looked over everybody's schedule and nobody's even doing a trailer loading demo. So if, if enough people request a trailer demo, I'll, I'll, I'll sort it I out for they you. I think
0: ran into a little bit of ego and pride on that one.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. All, all I was told is uh, I suggested it and it never came to fruition.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, who? I think there should be, look at the food channel now. The food channel used to be nothing but cooking shows, how to cook stuff. You go to the food channel now, what is it? Nothing but contests, right? It's nothing but contests.
3: I mean, there's a lot of variables, like which horses are worse, you know? And then the thing is, like, none of them load. We all know that. I think it would be so fun. And these
0: expos have been doing the same damn thing for 40 years. It's time to do some game shows. No,
3: they haven't, Glenn, because they haven't had me (laughs) at an expo. With 100 of my closest clinician friends, it's going to be really exciting, and there's a lot of stuff going I'm, into it. I'm, last time I'm we really, talked about
0: this, you were going to check on which type of clothing you had to pack, because it is North Dakota.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to know till like, day of.
0: Okay. I'm
3: just going to pack <laughs> So it, all. it could
0: be snow, or there could be 100 degrees.
3: Yeah, and then I was like, how am I going to carry on my saddle? So I contacted Chantel, who's in North Dakota, and I was like, I'm on these saddle because I can't carry that on. I bought one of those tickets. It's like the cheaper tickets, and all you get is a backpack. <laughs> so <laughs> I will be checking. Uh, so you'll be wearing we-
0: the same clothing for all three days. Exactly. Well, Monty does that on purpose. I so,
3: know, right? Yeah. I should do that, too. I'm wearing a blue shirt. Are you going to wear a – what's
0: that thing called that's around his neck?
3: like the the neckerchief thing. Yeah, what's it
0: called? Yeah. It has a name bolo Bol- uh, no, no. that's bolo. not bolo. That's a hat. Uh it has a name like that though, the doesn't bolo it? Bolo
3: tie is like the string tie things. Um but he has like a con- conch like thing yeah, on. I his-
0: don't it has an official name. If somebody knows the official name of what Monty wears, let us know.
3: Well, I, th- I think I um, think You are at, representing yeah. I'll do. I'll do my best. I've got a belt <laughs> buckle. I'll wear oh, that. Yeah,
0: you have to wear your belt buckle.
3: Um, and, but Debbie's going to send a bunch of dually halters and long lines and everything. If anybody's interested and wants to purchase some, so I will have some merch. Now, to North Dakota is a big
0: state. What town in North Dakota are you going? to
3: And in? Minot, North Dakota. My and not. anytime I say Minot, North Dakota, I get in it, that anybody that's been there, they say, "Why not Minot?" <laughs> so why not Minot? People, come on out.
0: Do you think there's anything vegetarian in the entire town?
3: I'm going to have to pack another thing, uh,
0: probably. <laughs> there's a, your second backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a Whole Foods and why not? I have my doubts, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I will
3: have a rental car, so it's good. All right, everybody, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, tomorrow on the show, Mary Kitzmiller and Jennifer are going to be here doing some horse training tips. And then Friday, we'll do some really bad ads. Get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. I think we had a couple of new people submit actual voice ads. So, if you want to submit oh, a voice yeah, yeah. ad, the way you do that is open your phone, go to your browser, go to horsesinthemorning.com on your browser. On the right-hand side there, you're going to see you're going to see a voicemail button. Click the voicemail button, click record and just record the ad. Just read the ad, record it and it automatically sends it to us by magic. So, uh, that's the best way to magic. do it. Magic. Magic. All right. well, hang on, auditors.
3: Hey, gals, everybody.
0: All right, we are out. So uh, I was looking, a, a, a lot of the auditors have had babies. Cute little babies. Oh,
3: baby, I have baby fever. Did you no, see Chad, the one? Right you didn't. To me. Go
0: it's to the auditor room and look feet. at Denise's. A little tiny black baby that is so cute. Three-quarter Frisian and one-quarter Percheron.
3: I think I'm currently in the market for a mare who's about to drop. Oh, Really? I need one. You need I need a baby, a baby again.
0: You're missing babies.
3: I, I contacted my friend Larissa. Is a, a breeds Andaluzians, and I'm like, when are you gonna have a baby? I can come smoosh. <laughs> Not till May. You wait.
0: Oh, that was so funny! What the guest said about eating the buttons off of <laughs> Oh my god, go. that's great! And do you think that she acted? I th- I want to talk to her off air and find out how pissed they really were. Sounded like they were pissed.
3: Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> hey, did you see too that I'm representing my um, Horse Radio Network gear on my car?
0: Yes, I did. You have your sticker. I have my
3: "Geld That Shit" sticker on the back of my car. I'm so <laughs> pl- I'm so proud.
0: It did. It looked good on the back of your little Toyota. my great.
3: Toyota. It's a
0: Volkswagen. Oh, man. your VW. Sorry, I was thinking Toyota. I was thinking Volkswagen. Your little VW it looked cute.
3: Yeah. And, and, Ch- and of course Lucas is like, mom, that's a bad word. I'm like, no, it's not. It's emojis and uh words. It's, 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 you know, an, a dollar sign, a hashtag, an exclamation point and a T <laughs> so <laughs> it's implied. And, and so I, pu- I put it on the car and, and Chad's like, are you serious? And I was like, babe, I have my very own catchphrase and I have a beetle convertible That must be represented. (laughs) And it's a drawing of Zeus. I mean, come on.
0: Chad didn't want to put it on there. I put it on our camper. (laughs) I have it on the camper, proudly displayed. All right. I'm going
3: to ask you this. Chad likes this. And so I'm going to ask you, uh, you've had it in the show notes for forever. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. All right. You can only choose two smells.
0: Oh, this has been here forever in case we ever run out of things to talk about. Do you want to do it? Yeah, we can do it here. Yeah.
3: Okay, people listening, you can only choose it over. <laughs> two smells for the. Is this for like the rest of your life, or like just
0: like I, I, are you constantly the,
3: smelling these things? or are you like smelling? I think your, you can only choose
0: to, to smell two things the rest of your life. So, a lot of these COVID people are having long-term no smell things. So,
3: don't make it a sad story. No, okay. but
0: this is this you. This is positive. You get to have two.
3: Okay, so but but I, I have I have questions about it. Like, is it like I hit a button and I can smell one of these things and then just go back and forth from one to the other, or are these just things I can smell but I can't smell anything else?
0: That's what I'm guessing. Let's go with things you can smell but you can't smell anything else.
3: Okay, so this so these is are a the two smells 50% you get for the rest of, the time, of your life. Fifty <laughs> percent of the time I smell one of these, fifty percent <laughs> of the time I smell the other one, but there's no between and there's no non-smell.
0: No, I think you just smell these when you're around them. So when you open a new bag of grain, that's what you get.
3: Chad is rolling his eyes at me. He's like, come on, just answer the question. <laughs> okay, so number one is opening a new bag Chad's of grain. I want to
0: hear Chad's answers too, by the way.
3: Yeah, you have to answer this too.
0: Okay. <laughs> he
3: said he already had the correct answers. <laughs> uh, opening a new bag horse. of grain. Horse sweat. <laughs> fresh shavings. Clean leather tack. Freshly cut alfalfa in a field. The smell just before a rainstorm, groomed arena dirt, a bag of
0: peppermints,
3: citronella fly spray, bathing conditioner, or pine on a mountain trail ride.
0: So I know which one, can I guess which one isn't on your list?
3: yeah and that's pretty obvious the
0: smell just before a rainstorm because in your neck of the woods that means you're heading to the tornado shelter so
3: i'm gonna go with that one too yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that means you're heading toward the tornado shelter so I'm, i know that's not on your list
3: that and i don't want to smell leather forever
0: yeah no, okay, let, no that's the other one <laughs> i didn't even think about let me that. go
3: with things that i'm not going <laughs> yes. to sneeze okay yeah. <laughs> opening a new bag of grain is nice if it's like a good type of like the, the, the it has se- to, I to use, be a I sweet feed, feed. For senior it has to be a molassesy senior. sweet feed right or sweet feed those yeah. are really nice yeah. um fresh shavings i would sneeze all the time fresh cut alfalfa in the field i would sneeze all the time. Groomed arena dirt. I'm sneezing. You could smell Citronella it, but then, then
0: you
3: <laughs> I'm free. I'm sneezing. Um, bathing conditioner. Is there probably... anything left?
0: <laughs>
3: Hold on. So peppermint oil uh, is actually an anti, is like fight allergies. So I could go with peppermints and um, I'd probably sneeze a lot, but I do like pine on a mountain trail ride.
0: Let's go with okay, that. Okay. What's ch- peppermints and pine on a mountain trail? What's, what's Chad's?
3: Chad, what is yours? Come here and talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ha- take out the microphone ahead. Okay. So he doesn't have to get up. Uh, oh, yeah. We don't want here. to
0: disturb him. Yeah. Tell me how you really feel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to disturb him. Now, the, the correct answer is clean leather tack and uh, before a rainstorm. Definitely before a rainstorm.
0: Uh, he doesn't care about the, the tornado that follows?
2: No, no, no! It's it's the it's the high before it hits. Oh, because, okay. You know, you just you, you enjoy the moment of peace before the uh,
0: before yeah. your house gets ripped to shreds. <laughs>
2: before, before the Oklahoma hits,
0: <laughs> you guys have been so knock on something. You knock on something too. You guys have been lucky since you've been there. Uh, are you
2: are you kidding me? Luck. <laughs> Do I need to go through like the five times I've had to say this never happens to my wife?
0: Oh no, no, I meant tornado wise specifically. <laughs> I went specifically. Your barn has not been eaten by a tornado.
2: Oh, you're right. No, we've we've definitely missed. Uh, the, I, I, the I'm not second. counting the
0: other natural disasters. that <laughs>
2: <happens>. <laughs> No, we did miss the uh, the second highest recorded tornado count. You know, in a hundred year history, last uh, was like. A year, a year ago, and they were not yeah. too far from you, were they? They were. Oh no! They, oh, they missed us by e- like easily two miles. So now, we is she
0: fine. actually terrified of the tornadoes, or is she like, eh? You know, I don't care.
2: I you'd you'd have to assume that she's probably pretty terrified. But uh, we we've got uh, sometimes we, people we, who
0: we, don't know what they don't know don't know. You know.
2: Hey, I- ignorance is is bliss. It's not that's not really the case for her. It's just uh, yeah, she hasn't. Uh, if you're if you go see one and you're close to it, it's pretty cool. You yeah, know, just but when it's tracking at you, it's not not yeah, not as so cool. good.
0: <laughs> have yeah. you ever? You lived there a long time. Have you ever? Have you ever had a close call?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we've had had a few. You see them forming above you. Sometimes you get to see some uh, some cool cloud formations you've never seen before. Things turn green and this was supposed uh, to be about smell. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that smell of the smell know, of, no, a, the smell the of a fresh tornado. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I have one other question. Is it, that, honestly, Glenn, the, yeah. the tornado actually will spin up all of these smells at the same time. That's true. You know, if you think about it. So.
0: That's true, yeah, because the bag of grain's flying over your head.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, alfalfa's in your face. Yeah. You know, the whole thing, it's
0: good. <laughs> so I have a question for you as a pilot now, and s- screw her, we don't care what she wants. Um, so so as a pilot. Yeah, let's, let's get to it, come on. <laughs> as a pilot, we've flown uh, around... And somewhat through thunderstorms—is
2: that scary, or you've just done it so often it's not scary anymore? Lightning everywhere, and uh, you, you do have to be careful. I mean, legitimately, you have to kind of—you got to pay attention out there. If you uh, uh, you can kind of get pinned in, uh, because you definitely don't want to go through it. I mean, you 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 get caught in a thunderstorm; it's that's bad juju for real. Yeah, I mean, we've so been yeah. on
0: the edge. I've never been through the middle of one, but I've been—you know—we've been on the edge. <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 and the edges—the edge can get a little scary at times. But yeah, you definitely—if uh, you're having a hard time getting around things, no, it can, it can definitely uh, get your blood pressure up a little bit. So, now, and that,
0: what is the most dangerous thing? There is it the—it's—it's it's not the wind, right? It's the lightning, is it the lightning?
2: Oh, uh, it's—it's all the things. But yeah. honestly, the like, there's there's hail just outside of thunderstorms that can get you lightning. Lightning's no bueno, but probably the the downdrafts and updrafts. If you actually go into one, is uh, that's that's pretty bad news. There
0: are you you're flying above any tornado, right? So if there's a tornado in it; it's below you.
2: Well, uh, the, you know the the big ones actually are on those sometimes those thunderstorms that are going up to fifty and sixty thousand feet. So no, we're we're just if. You avoid those any, at all. You just don't even. You, you just got. You just got to go around. And if there's a line that's, that's that bad, then uh, hopefully a, a good pilot will just you know go a different direction or turn around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's nothing good about them for a plane. Yeah, icing, hail, wind, the, you know updrafts. So now have
0: yeah. we scared everybody to death here that flies? Uh, we we managed to accomplish that this morning. Thanks, Glenn.
2: You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. I'm just I'm just, <laughs> just keep let's keep that business going for the airline. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, just don't fly in the you know the entire spring or, or, or fall or anytime you see a forecast with any weather.
0: Yeah, You'll be fine. <laughs> or hurricane season, don't fly then either. Yeah, <laughs> it's just also bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll uh, put her back. Is yeah. she still there? or I'll, She I'll, is she left I'll, now.
2: I'll, I'll hand you off. Great talking. Oh yeah, we'll, good talking to you. We'll talk soon. <laughs>
3: I left and how we all did, started talking about flying. How did but, you think
0: that was not going to happen when I'm talking to Chad? <laughs> how did you? <laughs> so he picked. He picked actually the the you know the sound or the smell of a tornado, um, right before a rainstorm. So, yeah. uh, you know, I gotta say mine is fresh shavings. I really do like that. Mine are both a kind of similar. Not horse sweat. Hmm, I want that one. I don't know who picks that one. Um, but fresh shavings and the uh, the pine on a mountain trail. Uh, both of those. Okay. We get that around here, actually. We do have pine forests in addition to palm trees. We do have pine forests, and so we do get that smell. It's not a mountain trail. It's more like a flat, swampy trail. But,
3: we, <laughs> but there's a pine tree it's in it a somewhere,
0: pine, It's a swampy pine smell. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and mosquitoes. Yeah, mosquitoes and gators. But, but it still smells like pine, so I do get that a little bit.
3: Well, I hope this has been an enlightening yes. discussion for all of you. Thank you, <laughs> yes. Chad, for being a guest star. And they'll star never fly the again Porsche
0: after show. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time we get Chad on, uh, the uh, ticket sales for flights go down. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good pilot, though. He's, he, have we had, do we, have we determined, and I'll let you go after this. Have we determined if any of our listeners have actually flown on one of his flights yet?
3: I Not that I know of, but okay. y- you guys, if you are looking up in the cockpit, he will be in the right seat, okay? So when you're driving, walking up, he'll be in the right seat. So is it seat. the we assistant
0: have... captain in the right and the captain in the left? Is that how it is? The, cap-
3: the captain's in the left and the first officer is in the right. Oh, Obviously, Chad is way too young to be a captain. Yeah, you have to be like
0: <laughs> 85 to be a captain. <laughs> the... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now, he retired as a, what, a colonel. So yeah. I think that outranks a captain anyway.
3: I know he'll, he'll be sitting in the right seat and they're like, so, you know, the other guys have been flying like, you know, small little airliners for their entire career. And he was an F-16 pilot. So, you know, <laughs> you got to pay your dues.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody.
3: Ah.